0: Hey, welcome to Alter the Minds of Stigma, where we give a voice to the voiceless. Brought to you by On Our Own of Howard County. I'm your host, Anthony. With me, we have our co-host, producer, director, Najma. What's up? We have another co-host, Miss Debbie. Hello. And, On Our Own of Howard County. <laughs> County Incorporated. My God, what's wrong with you today? Is a nonprofit, wellness, and recovery organization. You can find our center on Dobbin Road in Columbia, Maryland. You can visit our website on our own, hc.org. Any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at info at oo Or you can call us at 410-772-7905. And in front of us, our special guest, Drumroll, please. Is our friend, and coming to us from the health department is Catherine Blessing. Good morning. Yay! Yay. All right. How are you doing today?
1: Very well, thank you.
0: You're welcome. So. How's everybody doing today?
1: I had a scare this morning.
0: <laughs> you what?
2: I had a scare this morning. You had
0: a scare this morning? What was it?
2: So I thought I had a mild heart attack.
0: Was it anxiety?
2: I don't know, but I felt a mild heart attack.
0: Did you have any tingling feelings on your arm?
2: No, so so I had chest pains on like my left side. Mm-hmm.
0: And left?
2: And the pain went down on like my arm.
0: Oh, my and God. And then
2: I went to my neck. So with my dad, when I went on the one yeah, and, and they said that there's like, no sign,
0: no signs of a heart attack. No,
2: so, so like, maybe
0: it was anxiety. Or what time did this happen?
2: Two seventeen. Oh yeah, <laughs> we
0: had this talk this morning. We checking out what two seventeen means and googling, and there was two good, two, one bad thing and one good thing. Yeah. So we're deciding to concentrate on the good thing. <laughs>
1: I'm glad you're okay. Yeah,
0: we're glad you're okay. You might want to go to the doctor and get a physical though, just in case. You wanna die?
2: No, I wanna die. She already died. No, I wanna die.
0: Oh my god. I know for the last few nights you've been working waking up at the same yeah, time,
2: exactly, so
0: 17, it yeah, exactly. was creepy. Yeah. I don't know. We're not going to concentrate on that, though. It's about me. Yeah, it's about Catherine Blessing today. Come on. I will tell you this story, guys, because um it's funny. So Chris, no. we're going to have
1: to edit the whole thing and start over. No. Is it just... This is free talk.
0: Okay. This is free talk, Catherine. you got to (laughs) relax.
1: Take a breath.
0: Um, This morning,
1: Najma decides to
0: call me three times in the morning.
1: 2.17?
0: No, thank God, no. It was like around 8 o'clock. First first time she calls me and tells me it's a Wednesday. I hang up. (laughs) second time she calls me, she tells me it's the 21st. I scream as loud as I can and I hang up. <laughs> and then the third time I didn't pick no, up.
2: No, no, <laughs> die, die, what? Oh, yeah, and then she sends me a... No, that's the time I... Yeah, because no, then she tells no, me... The the time I didn't answer. You said the time. No, the time I you, It's 8:15. eight fifteen. Yes. I didn't answer. That's what I And I hung up. Yeah.
0: And then you sent me a, 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 a message <laughs> with the person going TikTok, TikTok, <laughs> and I, my my picture was not as nice.
2: <laughs> 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 said, how are you?
0: Debbie, how are you doing?
2: Ah, uh, typical Wednesday. Okay.
0: Wednesday. S- well, we've named this Wednesday already. Ooh. Catherine, what, what have we named this Wednesday? Bipolar Wednesday. Yay! Ooh, Woo! Way. Bipolar Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like that's that. whenever we. Well, whenever we come in in rare form, that's what we call it, right? Mm-hmm. Off the hook. Off the hook Wednesday, yeah, too. I know
2: that.
0: So, let's jump in. Catherine. Um, I've known you for about maybe about a year now I've been you know yeah, and we've talked about your recovery story um, and for me, you have a very healthy um, uh, funny outlook on it you You always come out with you know jokes about it and you but you know you you recognize that it was an issue, but um yeah, so tell me how you know tell me when did you know when were you first introduced to it was alcohol correct okay no other vices
1: uh, some powder cocaine in the 80s
0: okay so when did you first were introduced to that how old were you do you think
1: you know for fun with my peers okay we used to drink good old uh, malt duck and some Annie Green Springs
0: I don't even remember, I don't even know what that is.
1: Because you're too young.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs> a
2: malt Duck is a, 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 a
1: malt, okay. malt liquor flavored like grape and they had a green apple. Okay. And it was, you know, pass around a bottle and it got to a point with me where I wouldn't pass the bottle.
0: You wanted it all for yourself? I
1: wanted it all for myself. Mm. Then it um, got to, I'd bring my own and I'd have a six pack of malt duck. Mm-hmm. But I did um, uh, switch up to beer.
0: Okay. And that was my
1: uh, drink of choice.
0: Beer? Beer. Well, what kind of beer was it? Cold. Cold? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's so all it had to be,
0: was cold. Okay, so it didn't matter what kind of beer it was? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so well, how old were you, do you think, when you first started that?
1: About 13.
0: Wow. Okay, 13. Can I ask you, did you have, were you introduced to any kind of liquor? Was your family have an issue with it, or? Was there a genetic component?
1: I definitely think there's always a genetic component um, mm-hmm. in everyone.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, depends on what brain cell you wake up. Okay. And mine was for alcohol, the euphoric feeling. There are others that have a gambling addiction. Right. There are others that have a, a sex or a food or shopping. But I believe every human has their own. Vice. Yep. Genetic.
0: Component, okay um, so thirteen I mean you couldn't even you, you you couldn't even buy it you could not you couldn't go to bars, so how did you come about this
1: well i um my group of friends they were older, okay, and um majority were eighteen, and the legal drinking age at that time was eighteen. Wow so um
0: and then they raised it up i guess okay
1: raised it up um i'm not w- real sure because i didn't care right um by that time i was already 21 but i was able to get into bars with my friends mm-hmm. uh, they didn't even card you That's and hard. i was I, I i was tall enough i would look old enough and uh there was no issue getting in okay Wow.
2: What's happened? You, so, saw the picture of science earlier. Wow. Uh. You, 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 you told me about, about the picture that, you, that was always on your desk. And why, and why did you put that up there? See.
1: Well, the picture was um, of a woman, and she was obviously drunk or blacked out, passed out. Uh-huh. And she was halfway through a dog door. And she had on a short mini dress and she had on high heels. And that was um, not myself, but it was someone that I could be and became that type of alcoholic. I drank alcoholically and I always did very crazy things. If I was dared, of course I would do it. But I did things in a blackout.
0: Wow. So you did you always blackout, or was this something happened? Eventually. It happened as, all the time.
1: Yeah, I uh, really didn't drink alcoholically in the beginning, mm-hmm. but I know exactly when I crossed that line, and it was the day that my parents dropped me off at school on campus at Frostburg. I had arrived. And I looked around, and people were partying. There was a big dorm, co-ed dorm across the street from me. And there was a naked woman in one window. There was someone throwing up out of wow. another window. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, "Wow, this is going to be awesome."
0: You find it's like you, you like <laughs> it was your whole.
1: It was it, <laughs> yes, it was, because i didn't I didn't have that type of environment, right at home,
0: so tell me about do you remember the first time you blacked out, or no?
1: I know it was sometime in my freshman year, okay, and um from the get go, I started drinking alcoholically,
0: okay, so it was just it was not just beer anymore, it was beer and alcohol
1: it was whatever. Presented itself. Okay. Green alcohol was a big party drug. Wow. And um, there was always plenty of it, and I made sure I drank plenty of it.
0: Do you remember what you felt after you woke up from being blacked out at one point? Hungover. Oh. That was, that was m- it? You weren't scared that you lost time? No. Wow.
1: Because I was having fun mm. until I blacked out. Right. Then didn't know what my behavior was like.
0: Wow. So you were losing blocks of time a lot. Yes. And that never bothered you at that time because you were just in it.
1: Well, when I first woke up, a lot of times I woke up in places that I didn't know how I got there. Wow. Would integrate to another party, would, you know, time just rolled into itself. Mm Mm-hmm and it was such a big party atmosphere you just went from one party to the other and right i was on a roll
0: so this was in college yes so were you able to keep up with your grades also or like what kind of alcoholic were you at that point you didn't even know you were an alcoholic at that point yet
1: no because you just because i was you were having, having fun,
0: fun. okay mm-hmm. All Right.
1: um absolutely my grades suffered okay beginning in my freshman year okay and um there were classes that i never even showed up to well wow. i was signed up for them, but never went to them. Mm. and my grade point average throughout my college history was horrible barely getting a 2.0 wow and uh, I eventually drank my way right out of that college,
2: uh. and I
1: like to say that my uh, blood alcohol was higher than my GPA. <laughs> and that's stop it. <laughs> that's how it That's how it rolled.
0: Wow! Did you yeah. ever go back?
1: I did go home,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I was miserable. Right. I didn't want to be there. Mm -hmm. Forced to be there because I was, you know, let go at the college. Right. But I couldn't drink the way I wanted to drink.
0: Right. What was that talk like with your parents when you got dropped out? Did they know you got dropped out? Oh, yeah. Not dropped out, but let go.
1: They got the letter before I did.
0: And and what was that like?
1: Um, Due to.
0: Mm -hmm. What they say to you, though. What did your parents say to you?
1: You need to come home Mm -hmm. and get it together. Mm -hmm. We're not wasting our money anymore.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And uh, we'll go from there. Okay. I wasn't punished. Right. I was uh, on, like, what's the right word? I was on probation Uh, at my parents' house. So. And I went, I started in the fall of 78. And I eventually came home in eighty one, and had not even gotten a degree. So. So
0: you, you lasted there three years with that behavior. Correct. Okay. All right. So I you moved
1: off campus.
0: So you only, assuming you only had one year left. To graduate. Correct. And then you, they let you go. Yes. Okay, um, at that point, did you think maybe I have a problem? No. Even at that point? Correct. Did your parents ever tell you you, you <coughs> might have a problem? Or they just chalked it up to like, oh, she's a college kid and you party too hard? Uh, yes. Okay.
1: You're smart enough to do it, but you're drinking, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They wanted to know if drinking was the problem. Right. And I said no. I denied it okay so I was allowed to come home okay but I did um, get accepted at UMBC Uh and I was concentrating on my um, psychiatric social work okay you know licensed clinical social work which is what I wanted to do all along right but I was faking it you know again partying was more important became b- a bigger problem you know while I was at home and my um solution to that problem was to get married and I got married or m- met my future husband mm-hmm. in 1982 okay and we got married in um September of 83 so I had a license to drink when I wanted to drink, how much I wanted to drink, where and, you know, no um repercussions. Did
0: above. you graduate from UMBC? No. Okay, so this happened while you were in UMBC? Yes. Did you meet him in college? No. Okay.
1: I met him in a retail store and uh he kind of stalked me uh-huh. until I finally Went
0: out on a date with,
1: with him. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did did he have a drinking problem? Or
1: he drank. I didn't really um, concentrate on his drinking.
0: You concentrated on your own.
1: I concentrated on my own. Yeah.
0: Did he ever bring it up to you that you you might have a problem or or no? So that so maybe that means that he was he had an issue too maybe. Correct. Correct. Because I'm always like well you know whether you're doing drugs or anything like that alcohol or anything like that you always hang out with the people you're yeah
1: you you you, have you issue, hang you, out with alcoholics
0: you so. hang out with people mm-hmm. that can supply mm-hmm. you or in the same kind of boat correct mm-hmm. all right so you got married you move out of your house and now you had the a license to drink mm-hmm. for yourself all of that correct okay how did that turn out for you
1: you know i played the big adult mhm you know you can't tell me what to do anymore. I'm married. I have my own house. Um, but my parents were always because they lived in the same neighborhood. okay. They were always uh, overseeing what was going on mm-hmm. in my house. And anytime I interacted with my family, I was drinking. right. I couldn't go anywhere without drinking
0: did you when when you would wake up in the morning, would you drink right away? or would you like eat and then?
1: No, I just kind of suffered through the hangover. Um, of course, there were times when I did. Uh-huh. Um, by the grace of God, I did not drink while I worked. I was headed that way and I was much older by then.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And um, But when I wasn't drinking, I was thinking about drinking
0: you couldn't wait to get off work for you? Correct. So you were, would you say you were a functioning alcoholic, where you would work, and you... I
1: functioned on a very low level. Okay. I showed up.
0: <laughs> you showed up.
1: Got my eight hours and...
0: And, and left. And left. Okay. Um, y- at this point, you still didn't think you had a problem? Or did you think you had a problem at this point? Were you registering at all?
1: I was like kind of in a fog, you know, because I drank. Mm -hmm. It wasn't on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. but when I drank, I always blacked out and passed out.
0: Was it like a binge drinking kind of thing?
1: No, not really because there were never any periods when I stopped. Uh, You know, binge drinking is picking up. Drinking heavily, but then stopping. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And that wasn't... um,
2: Okay.
1: I did, in my drinking career, have nine months or 18 months of um, abstinence. Mm -hmm. But that was only because I was pregnant with my children. Okay. Something in my brain told me to to stop stop drinking. And I also stopped smoking, mm. and it was like a switch. A switch turned on, stopped drinking, stopped smoking, but I thought about it the whole time. I was pregnant both times, and I planned drinking after those nine months,
0: so the second you get, you would give birth, you wanted to drink
1: first um When my daughter was born, Mm -hmm. they brought me a celebrating bottle of champagne to the hospital. Wow. And that just triggered that animal again. And I was off to the races.
0: So during the nine months, you you were craving it. Of course. And you planned on what you were going to do after you gave birth. Correct. Wow.
1: I looked forward to it. Mm. I I felt trapped. Okay. My brain told me don't, mm-hmm. and I was happy that I wasn't. Mm-hmm. But inside, I was miserable because I wanted to drink so bad.
0: So at that point, like during that point where you weren't drinking but you were thinking about it, did you say maybe I have a problem or no? Yeah. No. Not yet. No. Not I yet. was
1: proud of myself because I wasn't.
0: Mm. So you're in that. I get, could is that something that could have validated you saying, oh, I see, I can stop when I want was that like a thought in your head?
1: I was like, wow.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: cool that I'm not drinking. But it didn't validate me not being an alcoholic. Okay. I didn't think about being an alcoholic. I was just proud of myself that I didn't drink. Right. Nobody knew what was going on in my head.
0: Right. You weren't vocalizing. I didn't verbalize, this, yeah. I
1: didn't verbalize that I was miserable you know I went through bro- both pregnancies very healthy happy but the minute i i gave birth within 24 hours of that child being born you were drinking again i was drinking again quick question um you started drinking after your your kids were born right mm-hmm. did that in any way um affect uh your, your uh, postpartum health, because you're, if you were breastfeeding, would that affect their health? It did not affect their health, but I was breastfeeding my first child, and um, I was kind of angry that I couldn't drink. And then something physically did happen that I had to stop breastfeeding because of a you know, a physical medical problem with my breast.
0: Had nothing to do with alcohol? No. Okay. Okay. Wow. So was there a follow up question, Debbie? No. Okay. So so you drank so you started drinking again. What okay, so what kind of parent were you at that time? If you don't mind me asking.
1: I was a functioning parent. Okay. I wasn't overly um, affectionate with my kids.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I just maintained, I made sure that they were healthy. They made to their doctor appointments. I was trying to take care of myself as well. But everything seemed to be an effort. Uh. When something was planned and it involved my child, I, I was like just irritated that I couldn't drink. But my habit became, as it my. my both my kids got older, they were participating in sports, they were participating in school activities, like both my kids played in the orchestra and we would have the big assemblies for the parents a couple times a year during school. I could not not drink during those performances. I always took something to drink. And they let you? They didn't know.
0: They didn't know. Yeah, you I figured know. that oh. would... It, yeah.
1: It's like it's, you you take yeah. a cup. Uh, they think it's coffee. They, they think it's coffee. They, they didn't, they didn't they sell it.
0: No. Huh? No, no, no. They no. don't serve alcohol in schools no, for events. They didn't, sell it,
1: they didn't sell it. Oh,
0: they didn't smell it.
1: No, I don't, they may have.
0: But not smell But they never anything.
1: mentioned it to right. me. You know, they never banned me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I wasn't fall-down drunk. Right. I was comfortably numb.
0: So your tolerance was high.
1: Oh yes, yes. And I always pre-drank. You know, get home from work, start getting the kids ready, and drank
2: mm-hmm.
1: before I left. Um, I have to admit that I was a consistent drunk driver.
0: Wow. I drank with my with kids your kids in, in the it? car. Absolutely!
1: Wow! Wow! No.
0: You never got a DUI. No.
1: Wow, that's no accidents. No.
0: Wow.
1: I was a great drunk driver.
0: Her tolerance was so high that maybe yes. yeah. Now scary. this is not to say
1: that I didn't drive with one eye. Hmm. I was usually, depending on the situation, I was always blind drunk. But wow. I, I started drinking. My alcohol consumption was always the same, sometimes worse, and I would literally drive home with one eye.
0: Well. Scary. Yeah. Because if you look with two eyes, the road gets blurry and is like Correct. Yeah. Correct.
1: Oh, makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I deserved to be pulled over.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I deserved to be arrested. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I should have on any occasion that I was drinking and driving, I should have been arrested. Mm-hmm.
2: I should've. So, I know that. So sorry, so uh, uh so let me know if I have myself. So when like, did, so, like, so like, so it's two questions, so the two questions I have. Why was in so light like, and you drain like did like you drain so like Life or life, life,
1: to, to be numb, numb. I didn't drink emotionally
2: uh-huh.
1: all the time. Uh-huh. I drank because I liked it. I it I it made me feel more productive. You know, clean the house and drink.
2: Uh-huh.
1: You know, go to the grocery store and drink. I couldn't because I felt like my parental and marital responsibilities interfered with my drinking. Right. I was kind of resentful that I couldn't drink or shouldn't drink in these social situations, so I decided that I'm gonna do it anyway.
0: Huh. Did your, you said that you would always like pre drink before you would take your kids to events and stuff like that. Did your kids ever mention say anything to you about that?
1: No, because they grew up seeing me that way.
0: So they, it was just normal mm. for them?
1: Right. So no one in my family had ever been described as an alcoholic at that point.
2: So, uh, so when did you realize you have problems face? Like it just on the face
1: like I didn't really take a look at myself, a really hard look at myself, until the end. I went from having fun, that alcohol was no longer my friend. It wasn't fun anymore. I just emotionally was drinking.
0: So it it, it got to a point where you were actually emotionally drinking? Yes. Okay, so how old were you when you realized it wasn't fun anymore? 44. Okay, so at that point you were you started drinking at 13 and then at so at 44 you realized it wasn't fun anymore. Was it at that point that you realized that you might have a problem? Or not yet? Not yet. Wow. It
1: it was like an overnight thing. I I woke up and I had been burned through lots of relationships and I wound up feeling so alone. And flat
2: uh-huh.
1: and knew that alcohol was my problem I knew it uh-huh. and um,
0: just overnight
1: building up to it uh-huh. and I started running away from things uh-huh. and afraid about how I felt and um, had, you know, suicidal ideations, that I wasn't worth living anymore. I didn't have any friends. I didn't have any family. I was living in my car with my 10 year old son at the time. And, you know, he didn't know how to process that. He just thought it was like vacation because it was summertime. Uh They were out of school. And, um, I just hopped from house to house to friend to friend usually wore out my welcome Uh which I did Uh in the end I had been living with um, a boyfriend also an alcoholic everybody that we associated was drinking the way we drank Uh and I just became a loner. I didn't feel like I fit in anymore, and neither did he, so his solution was to kick me out and and change locks. He really didn't want me there anymore, (sighs) because I became mean, I became um, unfaithful, I became um, unpredictable, because I, I black out so quickly after I start drinking. You know, that's, my, that's my MO, mm. is to drink so much, that I go from drink, drank, drunk, blackout, pass out. And that could be anywhere from two hours to five hours. Wow. You know, it was scary. i mm-hmm. looking back at it now, it, um, it was very scary.
2: Scared. So you did that. you so 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 so, so, so did you just stop it or did you go find have like what so was the possibility you went Well,
0: yeah. What was the process of you stopping to drink? Did you f- yeah. go to rehab? Did you?
1: No. By that time, I was living in my car.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was July. Recommend not doing that because it was hot and it was uncomfortable. And I was putting my child through something that was, he had no control over, and uh, I had enough sense that I said, you know, this is a problem, and it was, you know, a slow process, like you said. Um, I had been drinking so much in my in my history that it just stopped working and my emotions were breaking through more than my um, ability to be drunk. Just I couldn't get drunk. I just drank and I was self-medicating and it it was like a, a they call it a jumping off point where I could no longer live with alcohol or live without it. And um, honestly, I was coming, running away from another relationship. And um, I stopped on the key bridge and contemplated taking that big jump. And yes, that was my, my wake up. It was almost dark and I walked away from the car Thinking all these crazy thoughts, and I turned around and I looked at my son, and I could see his eyes through the, the windshield. He was like, "What's wrong, mommy?" You know, and I didn't really hear that. All I saw was that image of right. him, and you know, I loved him so much. Um, that I turned around and I walked back and I was crying and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. And uh, I went home to my mom's house and I knew that that would be a safe place for me. And uh, on the, the following day, I consider that my sobriety date. Um, and that was July twentieth, two thousand six.
0: And was that the last time? That was it. You didn't drink alcohol after that.
1: I drank on the nineteenth, but did not drink, and have not drank, or taking any mind altering substance.
0: During those times and stuff like that, um, did your parents ever say to you, um, "Would you consider letting us have the kids?"
1: Not forcefully. Okay. Not forcefully. Um, They brought it up. Mm -hmm. And I would say, you know, leave me alone.
0: Right.
1: I know what I'm doing. Uh, I'm a good mother. uh, My kids aren't hurt. But they knew that I was putting my children in dangerous situations.
0: Right.
1: Which for the majority of my drinking, I drank at home, which was my safe place. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, wasn't hurting anybody. Weren't driving. Wasn't driving. I was working full time. My kids were in daycare. I provided for them. And you know, just leave me alone.
0: In your mind, that was that de- the definition of being a good parent. You Correct. provided all that, and the right. Correct. Mm-hmm.
1: But I always maintained. The alcohol in the house you know I would stop and get alcohol every day every other day Mm -hmm. making sure that my uh, craving was satisfied right and there were times um, when my second child was was um, I was raising him I also had a daughter um, 10 years older there were times that, you know, my drinking became more important than him. You know, and I was, you know, neglecting him to be more like a child. He, I over, always over. Um, Overshowered him with gifts so that he would be able to um, occupy himself.
0: So that you can drink.
1: So that I drank. Wow. It was it was a, a difficult time. Now that I this is the, the only way I can really look at my history with clarity mm-hmm. is being sober. Right. Looking and cleaning up that wreckage from the past. Um, A big part of my story is that my daughter, who at the time, you know, 10 years older than her brother, she developed her own addiction. Wow. And became, you know, um, her own person. And uh, unfortunately, or honestly, her father, who we at the time were divorced, he was the first one to give her a drink
2: uh-huh.
1: and said to her, you are so funny when you drink. You're just like your mom. You're so funny. That gave her the ticket to drink uh-huh. because she was so funny. She entertained people uh-huh. and she liked it. And became a big part of, a, you know, her girl group, and that was what they did. They also did drugs, but I allowed that behavior, and you know, gave them permission to come to my house, which now is very illegal. Right. And I supplied the alcohol, so that I knew what they were doing I was still supervising right. But
0: you felt that it was safer for her to drink at home than it was to Correct. be out in the street because you knew how it was where you blacked out and you didn't know where you were going to wake up or anything.
1: and she was driving and right. you know it was uh, un- it was very unsafe Right. And she got herself into situations directly related to her disease and it really pissed me off I mean I was like Come on, Morgan, you know, don't, you know, stop it. Because mm-hmm. she was interfering with my lifestyle.
0: You Your know. sober lifestyle? My,
1: no, I wasn't sober. Oh, at this that point? was before I, oh, okay. before I got sober. Okay. So. So what? Oh, correct. I knew she had a problem, but. You didn't have a problem. Correct. Right. And um, the beautiful thing is, in the end, for her, um, I was directly responsible for getting her arrested. She had had a warrant out for her arrest because she was breaking into my house and she was, because she had left the house voluntarily. And She would break into the house and she would steal any type of valuable. Um, One of the big parts was she stole all of um, Grayson's electronics
0: Mm. and
1: she pawned them.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, so it was, I looked at her behavior as unacceptable.
0: Right, because it wasn't like you, it was like you weren't doing stuff like that. Correct. So, you saw that she actually had a problem in your mind?
1: In my mind. Right. So, when she got arrested, she sat in jail, and that's where she started her journey. She detoxed in jail. She was miserable. Uh And um, at this point, I had no relationship with her because she was mad at me for getting her arrested. Uh And she started her journey in jail. She actually got sober in 2005. Okay. And I got sober in 2006.
0: A year A year later.
1: A year later. Yeah. And I only did that because I celebrated that oh my god, my daughter doesn't drink anymore. Oh, now It was I,
0: a relief for you. It
1: was a relief. Now I can just do what I want. I know she's
0: She's okay. She's I can okay. do. That, right. right but you're, you weren't okay. I wasn't,
1: yeah. I yeah. didn't accept that I was any part of her problem either. Right. You know.
0: So looking at yourself now and realize, seeing what you were like before, um, how, how, what does that feel like? Like, what 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 does that look like to you?
1: I am able now to look at My past.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I can no longer regret it. I can no longer beat myself up. Mm -hmm. It's done and make amends. Right. Since I've been sober. Um, Because I. My drinking didn't. Take me to a place where my kids, like I said, were in danger.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't lose my kids. I didn't right. go to jail. So that um, emotional roller coaster only happened in my house. Right. You know, it didn't go outside of my house. Mm-hmm. So, and and Morgan had her own behaviors.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, she didn't leave because I told her to leave. I didn't kick her out and say you can't live here anymore because your behavior's out of control. She chose to leave. Okay. And um you know, of course I worried about her. And I tried to keep in touch with her. But, you know, she she just was on a roll.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. She was on her own uh
1: She was with all the wrong people. Right,
0: and she was on her own uh journey with alcohol. Correct. Yeah. Whew, that's deep. That's some real deep stuff.
2: I don't very different life for you just like cold turkey.
1: Cold turkey, yeah. <laughs> it's very dangerous.
0: And you didn't go to rehab? No. Wow.
1: I went to AA.
0: Meetings? Yeah.
1: I went to AA on the 20th of July. and
0: What I feel like
1: shit because i just was so confused i was so scared
0: mm-hmm.
1: i was not in denial because my daughter taught me things about recovery right in that year and i i knew that's where i belonged right she took me to my first meeting oh um, yeah. wow and i'll never forget that and uh, she set me loose because she wasn't she was living in Hartford County at that mm-hmm. point but she did the AA thing helped out another suffering alcoholic mm-hmm. you know and she plopped me in that in that chair and it was hard to listen because I was so confused my brain was still trying to warp itself back into some type of normalcy Mm-hmm. Um, very it was just a day, two days, three days that i was trying to recoup physically. right. and then emotionally you know that's where it it you know the guilt and the shame and the remorse came in. it was uh
0: cuz you were coming it was like your brain was starting to think
1: i was waking up and re- waking realizing up this blur. the wreckage that, you that I like. took along, you know, and the people that I took down with me. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I was the tissue girl because they handed me a box of tissues every time I walked into a meeting because all I did was cry. All
2: right.
1: I, I would hear something and it would trigger me emotionally. You know, wow, I compared in and I was like, oh, my God. God, I really,
0: I really. It's like your body was beginning to tap in.
1: Yep. Like My mind was, was tapping in.
0: Yeah, your, your your the alcohol was leaving your system, where you Correct. were starting to feel clarity, and your body was going through this kind of like battle in a sense right. where I when, was empty. Right.
1: Physically and emotionally, you know, I was yeah. just like numb. But then I started to get some clarity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I went to a meeting every day. And I remember specifically the women, I, I connected with women, as hard as that was, because I was a, a male oriented, you know. Mm-hmm. And they, I was like, you know, how often do I go to meetings? And they were like, well, how often do you drink? Uh, and like every day.
0: Every and they day were then. like,
1: then you need to go to a meeting every day, because that is my armor. Right. it keeps me focused right. on why it's more important for me to not drink
0: do you still go to drink. meetings uh huh yeah. do, do you do it because you still have that urge or you do it because it's just it's a mental it's a
1: recovery community right we're all there for the same reason right. helping and helping do you still need
0: that urge to talk
1: of course yeah. of course I'm I'm an alcoholic
0: Every an day, alcoholic, and you always drink. be an alcoholic. Correct. Right.
1: I don't believe that the obsession to drink was lifted the day that I went to AA. Right. People say that, and that's their story. I am an alcoholic, and I think alcoholically, I just don't drink.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, for the thirty-three thirty-three years that I did drink, that's a long time. Yeah. To. Erase those behaviors mm-hmm. and change everything in my life.
0: You got to reprogram the mind, the body, I, I, and soul. Yes,
1: yeah. and it was—I was empty, and I had to get rid of that garbage and fill it back up with with something new, serenity, right? Yeah. And I had to find serenity.
0: Wow. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today and telling us about your life. And Good um. Too. And I. Uh, thank you. I, I feel like I know you in a. Different, deeper way now because we right. always joke around here and we laugh, but we I just never heard your deep Actual story. story. Yeah,
2: yeah I didn't ever do did that for, for like five years I've known you. Uh-huh. Uh
0: huh. And you didn't know all this either.
2: No, I knew some. Of it some either. of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah you just yeah. you
0: didn't know, no, it's yeah, like you yeah. never know anybody yeah, until yeah, you hear like, it about
2: yeah, it. Like, I, I know that you saw the whole turkey. I told you in three hours, so. Oh yeah. no 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 no. no. I, I,
1: yeah. I, and please don't ever detox in your car in July with your child. I like to say, I am the definition of a hot mess. I was a hot You're mess.
0: You're still a hot mess. I'm
1: a hot mess, and I'm <laughs> proud of it.
0: But I was I was a mess. You know? Oh, my god. Um, well, thank you again for coming in and sharing your story with us, and I hope you come back, maybe just either share some more, or even be a I'd co-host. Love
1: to. I would love to.
0: All right. All right. Debbie, can you take us out?
1: Sure. Uh, and thank you again, Catherine. Thanks uh, for having me. Uh, thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Don't forget to follow us or subscribe to our podcast. To see who will be on our show next Sunday, you can visit our website at onourownhc.org. Any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at info at or or you can call us at 410-772-7905. Want to be a guest or a co-host? You can email us at ams at OOOHCI.org. We would love to have you.
0: Nasma, no, don't call me early in the morning anymore. Wrap it up. <laughs>